0: Welcome to Happy Hour at the Box with CrossFit Instinct, talking all things fitness, health, wellness, food, friends, and more. This is episode one of our MomCast. This is Coach Molly here, and I thought it would be fitting for me to share my journey of pregnancy, working out during pregnancy, a little bit of my birth story, and my postpartum fitness journey. I'm so excited to interview our mamas from the gym. We have so many amazing moms at our gym, and I'm just thrilled to hear about their journeys related to health and fitness, pregnancy, giving birth, babies, all of that good stuff. I personally am obsessed with all things related to birth, This started when I became pregnant. I'm such a researcher. I really dug deep into everything regarding pregnancy, birth, postpartum, all of that stuff. So I'm just going to jump right into it. I found out that I was pregnant on January 10th of 2019. It was actually the day that Tim was leaving for a two-week trip to India, and we found out literally about five to ten minutes before he had to leave to get on the train to start his trek there. You could say it was really exciting and filled with a lot of emotions. I couldn't believe that we were pregnant. I was so excited, so happy, as was Tim. And I was just in complete shock that I was going to have to process this all by myself for the next two weeks. I knew Tim wouldn't even have his phone in service with him, so we virtually had no communication for those two weeks. Besides, I think we had a few text messages back and forth, and that was it. I almost immediately started to feel different. I started to have trouble with sleeping, and I noticed on my workouts that I would get lightheaded really quickly. I would get fatigued really fast. And I just wouldn't feel good. During the first trimester, I had morning sickness that really lasted all day long. And to add to that, pretty much not sleeping at all. So the first trimester was pretty rough. I only worked out maybe two, maybe three times per week on a good week. And most of the times when I did start working out, I would almost feel like I was going to throw up. I was having just these weird, lightheaded, pukey, dizzy feelings, so I would end up stopping the workout. I even was scaling the workouts a lot and going easy because I just knew that this life inside of me was so precious that I didn't want to risk anything. So I started scaling right away, even though I know really you don't have to go crazy that first trimester with how much you pull back on things. At the end of the first trimester, I started to cut out any core work, which is a little bit early from the normal recommendation, but I just could already feel my stomach changing. So I thought it would be smart to cut core work out early because I didn't want to have to deal with diastasis and issues related to that. Second trimester came around... And workout wise, I started to feel a lot better. The morning sickness was gone and I could start kind of getting back to normal on my workouts. The main thing that I was really starting to look for at this point because I was starting to show was watching for coning on my belly and making sure that the movements that I were doing weren't causing my core to work harder than it should in order to support my body. So I had to cut out a lot of things like pull-ups, ring rows done in the traditional way. I had to change up the way that I did those and any type of plank movement. We also dealt with moving the gym during the second trimester, which was, it was a great time, but it was also really stressful. Tim and I worked 19 days in a row, and these were probably the busiest, longest days that either of us have ever worked in our lives, and it was exhausting. We were working around the clock, coaching classes, training people, working on programming, all the business stuff for the gym. And then on top of that, we were trying to work getting all of our design done for the gym, moving things, buying different equipment getting the layout situated. It was nuts. (laughs) And then we had one week where we actually closed the gym down. But Tim and I spent that time getting everything moved, getting everything organized in the gym. And it was really exciting, but also exhausting. Once we got everything set up with the gym, we opened right away. So we had pretty much three weeks of working straight through. I had a little bit of a scare around this time. I was feeling really good on my workouts. And I did a workout that was rowing with squat cleans. And that might have been it. I don't remember if there was another movement in there or not. But I just pushed myself a little bit harder than I had been because I'd been feeling really good. And I actually felt sick for about an hour after that workout and had to sit in front of a fan and calm myself down. It was really scary. I was worried that I'd done something wrong and done harm to the baby by pushing myself so hard. Was I not giving him enough oxygen because I was breathing hard? Did my heart rate get too high? Did I take away blood flow from the baby? That was kind of a knock back to reality for me. I'd been scaling everything so well and just that one workout really freaked me out. For the next few days, I just felt different. I didn't feel as good. It really scared me. So from there on out, I really took a step back on my workouts. It just is not worth it to mess with a baby's life, obviously. But it is just hard to know your limits and what you should do, especially during that second trimester. You really start to feel like your old self again. So you kind of unknowingly push yourself a little bit more on these workouts because you feel so good. You feel like you're doing fine. But once it's all over, that's when it hit. The third trimester rolled around and I really started to have a hard time with squats. My whole pelvic region just was sore and I could tell it was really changing. So when I did squats, I wouldn't do them weighted very often. I did lots of air squats and step-ups, kettlebell swings, deadlifts, but everything that I did was really light that involved weights. I worked out pretty easy, really scaled. I probably only worked out two to three times a week towards the end of my pregnancy, and I rested a lot. That was during the workouts, (laughs) and then even When I was at home and not working, I tried to take a nap every day when I could and just really took it easy because I could just feel how hard my body was working on this sweet baby. So once we were close to the due date, I went up for an appointment to talk to an OBGYN who was going to talk about possible induction plan for me. I had been traveling to Bloomington, Because my plan was to give birth at a birth center there. I really just had this dream of being in this wonderful, calming, relaxing environment. And giving birth there where there weren't going to be many possibilities of interventions. I wanted to try it naturally. I was healthy. Baby was healthy. Everything was working to my advantage. When I went to my appointment, I was 41 weeks I was able to still give birth at the birth center up to 42 weeks, even a couple days past. So I really wasn't worried. I just thought, you know, baby was going to come in maybe another week or so. Once I went to the appointment with the OBGYN, they did a non-stress test, and ultrasound, and he came into the room and I could just tell something was wrong. He told me that I had really low fluid, Our baby was looking small, and then on top of that, my belly hadn't grown like it should have in the past few weeks. So he wanted to get me induced right away because of those three factors. He said if it was two of the three factors, he wouldn't have been so concerned, but having all three of those at once made him a little bit worried. He told me to run home, grab my things, get Tim, and come check into the hospital that evening. The drive home was crazy. (laughs) My mind was just going nuts. This was not anything I'd planned for and nothing that I expected. We got to the hospital. They started to give me some drugs to ripen my cervix that evening, and I started having contractions around 2 or 3 a.m. Long story short, I eventually had to get Pitocin around 11 a.m., and then by 2.54 p.m., I had baby Huxley. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. I will spare you from too many details, (laughs) but um, it was just insane. I knew it was going to be hard, and I'd heard horror stories about being induced and how much worse it was, but I had no idea it would be the way it was. I didn't get an epidural or any pain medication, which looking back now, I almost wish I would have because little did we know we were going to be at the hospital for about a week more with our son in the NICU. And I was just obliterated from giving birth. I was in a lot of pain. I was so tired, so exhausted. And then to have to deal with Everything with the NICU after that just mentally and physically was really challenging. Ideally, I would have been able to rest in bed at the hospital for a couple days or if I'd given birth at the birth center at home for a while. But my plan was to take at least the next two to four weeks to just really relax in bed and let my body heal and get to know my baby But that first week was spent walking up and down the hallways to the NICU and back to our room, and I don't think my body got to heal very well because of that. I don't know why they didn't give me a wheelchair. Now that I know, I will definitely request one next time because getting up and down from the bed, up and down the chair in the NICU was so challenging and so hard. I felt like I was undoing any healing that I had done in a couple hours that I hadn't had to be walking and going back and forth between the NICU. So that was a crazy time. We finally got home and somewhat got adjusted. Huxley never slept <laughs> until he was about six months old, which was just so hard on all of us. So running off of the stress from the NICU and his birth, And then no sleep. I mean, this kid, it was probably until he was three or four months old where he got his first three-hour stretch of sleep. Even up until six months, he'd never slept longer than three hours in a row. And if we got one three-hour chunk in a night, it was a miracle. Huxley was cluster feeding round the clock 24-7, and it was just so hard. I was really struggling during those six months. It was hard for me to find time to work out. It was hard for me to feed myself. It was hard for me to put up a social media post for the gym. It was hard to go to the grocery store. I mean, just literally every single thing was so hard to do. If you guys have any mom friends or new mom friends, make sure you check in on them a lot because... Everyone always asks how the baby is doing and is all concerned about the baby. And honestly, the baby's usually always fine. (laughs) It's the mom that really needs help and support. So um, if you haven't been through it yourself, just there's a little piece of advice for you because it can be really, really challenging and really hard, especially if you have a kid who doesn't sleep or has special needs, anything like that. Once I was cleared to start working out six weeks postpartum, I started with a month-long routine that was for my pelvic floor and my core, teaching my pelvic floor how to engage and work with my core so that I could repair anything that had been damaged. No matter what, your core gets completely stretched out, your abs separate, and your pelvic floor is your pelvic floor has been greatly changed. When I first started working out, I did some workouts with running and a little bit of jump rope and some deadlifts. And I noticed that I was peeing on everything that I was doing. So I pulled back on that and started to do just more cardio type of workouts like rowing, assault bike, kettlebell swings, things like that, that wouldn't really tax me or challenge me too much. I just really needed to get a sweat going is kind of what felt good in the moment. So I really stayed committed to the pelvic floor work and the core work that helped so much. And I don't regret any of that because I still to this day, have not had problems with my pelvic floor and dribbling (laughs) on any of my workouts. When I got past that stage and I was maybe a month to two months back into light working out, I started to add in more of bodybuilding style training. I just felt like during my pregnancy and postpartum time, I'd lost so much muscle. So what I wanted to focus on more than anything was getting my muscle back and building a strong foundation. This was such a good chance to just completely start over, so why not be smart and build up a great base? I did about three months of just pure strength work and bodybuilding work and only used probably 20 to 40% of my max on anything and really focused on tempo. So almost every single workout that I did, every single movement that I did, I had slow negatives. And if you guys have done those before, you know, they're really challenging. You don't need much weight to benefit from them. They do result in great muscle growth. So this was a really good thing for me to do. Once I started to feel better with that, got a little bit bored with it and felt like I was finally getting a little bit stronger. That's then when I started adding in more of the metabolic conditioning, training like AMRAPs, EMOMs, uh, rounds for time, things like that. And then I also started to add in more strength work instead of doing you know, sets of 8 to 20 reps at a tempo with really light loading. I was getting more into the... Five reps, three reps, not really one reps. I still haven't been big on one reps. Working more of just the raw strength. It's taken me a really, really long time to get my core strength back. For example, push ups are just really hard for me. I know most people think push ups are upper body strength, but it really stems from the core. And that's just been so hard for me to get back. Squats have also been a long journey. When I first started squatting again, I had a few months of pretty intense pain in my groin area. It just felt like some of the tendons and ligaments around there were tight like rubber bands about to snap, which was an odd feeling because I was really flexible. (laughs) I think just with your hips changing while you're pregnant and then giving birth, your hips are still changing and moving for months After you give birth. So I'm sure that that was what was causing that strange feeling in my groin. Once Huxley started sleeping around six months old, that's when I really started to notice a lot more changes in my workouts and my body. I also have been breastfeeding this whole past year. That also affects my strength, my hormones, it affects my body fat. Once you stop breastfeeding, your body will get into a better place where you can become a little bit more of an athlete. When you're breastfeeding, you still produce the hormone relaxin, which you get when you're pregnant. It makes you more flexible so that you can give birth to a baby so that your hips can move and make space, but you also still produce that when you're breastfeeding. So I have actually noticed little... I wouldn't call them injuries, but things come up here and there where I've had to take a few weeks break because of a knee getting a little bit strained or my shoulder hurting a little bit. And I know that that's from the relaxin hormone still in my system. So I do still have to be careful. I don't go to an all-out max on anything and try to be smart about how I train and recover. It's been a crazy journey I'm so grateful I've been through it. I've trained lots of women who've had babies and had done my research on it. As much as you can do, there's nothing like going through it yourself. And I'm so grateful that now I have this as part of my toolbox to help other women and moms train and get ready for pregnancy, train while they're pregnant, have a successful postpartum fitness journey, And I just want to remind everyone that once you have a baby, you're forever on your postpartum fitness journey because your body is forever changed and forever different. Cheers to all the mamas out there for doing your thing and getting through it and getting stronger. I also want to share a few things. I want to make sure that everyone knows it is not normal to pee when you jump rope or pee when you sneeze or pee when you cough, anything like that. If that is happening to you, you can fix it and you should fix it. You're more likely to experience issues and injuries if those things are going on. If you notice those things happening, your muscles are not correctly firing and supporting your pelvic floor your core, all all of that down there in that area. And it might sound silly and funny to some people, but when you throw your back out, (laughs) it's not so funny. Kegels are not the only thing that are going to help you. There's lots of other ways to train your pelvic floor and get your pelvic floor stronger. One of the interviews that I'm going to do is with a member of ours who specializes in pelvic floor health with women. And I can't wait to have her on and pick her brain and give you guys more information about this. If you do need more help regarding your pelvic floor, if you're trying to get pregnant, if you've recently had a baby, or maybe it's been years and years since you have had a baby but want to get your body into an ideal state, please reach out to me. I would love to work with you and help you. Thanks for tuning in and listening to me blab about pregnancy and birth. That was as abbreviated as I could make it. There's so much more I would love to share and say. I'm really looking forward to this mom cast and can't wait to interview so many of you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you soon. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube and get a hold of us if you'd like to get our gym emails. Stay in the loop of all things instinct.